You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 172 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarden, live from just a almost paradise-like, like summer is upon us, but you know, it's like not too, too hot or anything. Just a lovely... New York City night in my Besiktas shirt, repping strong. Alongside me is everyone's favorite co-host, the Akman himself, Evron. I just want you to remember that you said everyone's favorite co-host uh, based on who might be on the next episode. So, well, that's not yeah, that to yeah. be. That to be. Uh, <laughs> Let's not make any promises with. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, it's it's great to have you back, everyone. Of course, on uh, a historic night. I don't think we need to dilly dally that the alarm. I don't know if you hear that sirens. Or just, they're making noise for us. Everybody's excited. That's. <laughs> um, I mean, no. Who can restrain themselves on a night like this? Um, no, just really like you. You can't. All right, let's let's do let's pretend like like uh, we didn't know what was going on. So we were playing against Guztepe Evran, and um, huge match. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Guztepe coming into this, and I'll, I'll ask you for like your general impression. Now, I did in our last episode go over the last five results of theirs, and I'll do it again for posterity's sake. They had they were fresh off a loss to Gensler, five to three. Gensler trying to scrape for survival. Uh, I guess, spoiler, they, they did not succeed in the end. <laughs> um, they also then, the week before, lost to Konya. Before that, they had beaten Antalya on the road. The Iron Dome, the gates. Those guys allowed three goals, I'm shocked. Um, they drew Trabzon the week before that, and they drew Fatih Karagumruk, the kings of Istanbul, who, the five to one specialists. Um, but so yeah, they were in sort of mixed form, although it was obviously tailing off coming into this match. Yeah, and I guess the uh, the caveat of that five three loss is that they rotated before playing us. They put some subs in, got smacked around by Gensleberly, and then came and put their A team again to play us. So. Oh, so they got them rested. That's a lovely luxury for them. Um, yeah, and they were locked into tenth, I think, regardless of our of our result. Is that correct? Yeah. So, you know, that was, that was Gostepe. I mean, a- any thoughts on, like, their performance over the season or who they are? You know, you you tend to be a better scout than I, I, I think. Like, uh, Halil yeah, Akbunar, him. right? Like, Halil Akbunar yeah, is probably their main. Yeah, few times. Main but, yeah, he's, he's, the, uh, he's the Izmir boy. You know, the player of the city. They love him in that, in that area. Um, 
But they have a, uh, you know, they have our former player Atunch finally playing football after his 80,000 injuries. Yeah. Uh, they have Alpaslanos Turk, who is a U20 World Cup player for Turkey, with you know Kevin Fry and Chalhanu Luzov. And Remember he just got his call up in the day. last. He got his call yeah. up. Right? His first ever senior call-up. They have Esiti, who actually played for Pauk this summer. So, if you remember, he played <laughs> in that Champions League game off the bench against us. Um, this is, uh, this is uh, I think, the second time we've seen him this year. Great. Um, and then they have, you know, Yahovic, who's been bouncing around for a while. And they have, a, you know, a few new guys to the league. Uh, Obina Novobodo came from the Hungarian League. And then... Um, Bed Kanemir, who's Effective, an older actually. dude, but yeah, he's been you know been around for a little bit. Uh, this is like his say his first year, in, like the starting eleven. And then uh, Sheriff India is their their new transfer. So. Yeah, he was he was silent. You gotta say, um, yeah. I think yeah, I'm glad I didn't know about the SCT uh, Pauk connection. That <laughs> would have haunted me throughout the whole game. Like, oh no, it's another like it's in the cards. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can tell you he's a big. I saw him in person before. He's a he's a big fella in person. If you didn't catch it on the television in person, he's massive. Um, yeah. So. And so, and I guess I'll I'll do us. Uh, we had Vida on the back line with Wellington, of course, with Rosier, uh, and of course Insakala on the left side. Joseph de Souza on the back of our midfield. Atiba and Kokan Tore in the middle of our midfield with Nkudu and Gizal on the flanks and Kyle Laren alone up front. Thoughts on that, Evron? I think it was the best 11. You know, we needed a goal. Uh, I guess he could have gone for the three CDMs because, you know, there's no Lyage. Um, or he could have gone with Mensa, but I don't really think any of us trust Mensa um, to play from the start. And uh, Lyage wasn't in the squad. Ozan wasn't in the squad. And I don't think we want three defensive mids when we need some goals so I think that was the best possible 11 I think it was we might have expected Gezal in the middle but that was tried once uh, but instead it was Gekon playing the light role so which I think makes more sense um, based on the profile of how we play yeah, yeah. a little more you know buzzing around on the ball kind of thing which I think mimics a little bit more of that light play style and obviously, uh, Laren is much more effective on the wing, we've learned. But um, at the same time, with like Abu out, I think with uh, with how the last Gokantore stint up front went, I mean, I think you get it. And not to mention with Unkuru and Gizal available, you kind of have to utilize like all the talent you have. So I get it. At the end of the day, I think I get it, right? Yeah, I mean... I guess, you know, Laren can't really play on the wing if you have Onkudu there because is not going to play centrally. No. Um, so I think it was logically the only real option other than switching Gezal and Gekon. Um, but I think, you know, I think at the end, I made the right decision. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Um, so let's, di- let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's talk about the match itself then. Um... So yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the first real chance was a goal in the the ninth slash tenth minute. Rashid Gazal on a corner uh, sends it into Wellington, who 
finds Domingo's Vida sort of racing in, and he's like, I'm sorry, Evron, what am I doing? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I mean, you, you got most of it. It was a good all corner to that. Am I right to say that that was like pretty much the first action? Um, I mean, we have a shot recorded before that, but that was like the first time we entered their box, really. It was you know, the first moment of danger was a corner kick, and uh, yeah, back post corner. Wellington headed back towards the middle of the goal, and Vita was in perfect position to head in between a couple guest of pet defenders. Um, and I remember, like, like, that was kind of like, I, I don't know, like, before the corner was taken, I was like, I feel like if we score this, we're going to win the championship. And then we took the corner, and, and it went in, so. And the, uh, I don't know what it was, but yeah, I had that feeling. I've, no, no, it was perfect timing. I think all of us were sort of scared, like, Hyperventilating, even if I'm if I'm gonna be 100% honest, I was freaking. I mean, it's not like I stopped even then to be to be 100% honest. But um, the timing was great. Like it, it was, it, it settled us a little bit. It gave us that sort of three goal cushion, sort of momentarily, right, with Galatasaray. Um, everything was just looking rosy for a minute there. Uh, and then so. Then, from then on, honestly, like I think Kaiseri, Gustepe. By the way, shouts to Gustepe and their their kit here. I thought that this uniform of theirs is one of the cooler, more unique ones in the Super League this season. I, I love the uh, sort of uh, weird checker pattern thing they had going. That was cool. Anyway, um, that's like might be covering for the fact that I just confused them for Kaiseri. <laughs> But so yeah, thirteenth uh, minute, Berkan, who we were just men mentioning, their left back, would find Sheriff Ndaye, who's who would like, I mean, really lucky to be honest. He'd head it with the back of his head, and it would clip the top of the post, which yeah. you can't say I he directed it on purpose. Worth noting that the uh, the cross was deflected off of Rosier, so it wasn't like you know, like some maybe of the later crosses it. that we'll talk about, which were you know maybe quite nice. This one was. Uh, looped up off Rosier's shin guard, and that's why no one was, you know, no one expected on the defensive end. That's why uh, India was unmarked. But so even then, off the post, it would drop to Halil Akunar, who's dangerous, and he would force a save from. Technically, it dropped to Insakola, but <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that. Uh, and then Insakola turned and kicked the ball into Halil Akunar. Sweet. Um, but Ersin would would bail us out. I mean, sort of. It was pretty pretty easy save in the end uh, but so then as I guess you'd expect I mean just given this sort of season and the amount of heart attacks we've had up to now like why stop right uh, Berkan on a free kick deep left would find who else but Atinj Nukan and just to make sure and nobody thought there was any funny business he would do something perfect he would find his teammate Apaslan Oztur Give me some details here, everyone. What happened? It was a bit of a, a bit of a wild one. Um, Atunch was uh, well. The, the original free kick was from quite deep, and um, Bed kind of here just absolutely whipped, you know, the laces out of the ball. This was flying and curling right to the uh, <laughs> the what six foot six Atunch. I think the previous time there was a header, there was like four bench touch guys. Trying to climb on top, of him. but this time uh, the big man got his header. Am I the crazy, board. by the way? Let me know if I'm crazy, but I mean, he could be a pretty decent like 
third or fourth option, maybe fourth option. Well, I think I think a the turf. issue is um when he kept like blowing his knees out. Um, yeah, sure, sure did. <laughs> that yeah. was like he basically from 2017 to 2019, like the fall 2019, played one game. Yeah, which is like not, that's not ideal. <laughs> But I just mean now, like he's he's had a pretty like good season, right? Showing that he might be back yeah. a little bit. Could be an option, just you know, in a pinch, right? We'll see where we are. I mean, we'll talk. Like, let's not even go there yet. Let's not even go there yet. We haven't even finished talking about this match yet. Um, anyway, but so yeah, so it would he'd find Alpaslan Osterk, who again, fresh off of his uh, debut with the Turkish national team. Uh, and yeah. Well, it actually hit the post first, if you remember, and then there was a rebound. It was like a chaotic, a little bit of a, a chaotic. Right? I, yeah, hit the post first and then came back and then Alpaslan got the rebound. Okay. I don't remember if it was Yahovitz or. There was a lot of action like this, so I, I think I might be like, I may have fused it with a number of other chances that were sort of similar. Um, but so yeah, in the end of the, at the end, Alpaslan sort of gets the goal, one to one. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's not credited. There's no assist credited to anyone. So. Yeah. Probably right there. 42nd minute, Halil Akbunar gets up a yellow card. It's interesting that it took that long for any cards to show up. It was a pretty physical game, to be honest, although I guess not overly so. I mean, there were a few times I wondered why guys weren't getting the, like, repeated foul yellow cards, especially on their end. But anyway, not, not to nitpick. Uh, the last chance of the half that I really took note of was uh, Nsakla with a really clean interception, finding Gokhan Tore with a little ball. Which he then slid Kyle Laren just perfectly, and Laren, I mean, he, he has this in him these runs occasionally, and you want, like what's just lacking always is the finish, and as a, as always here, I think the the defender it might have been Atinch in fact. It was Atinch. The, the thing was Kyle took a slightly big like wasn't a perfect first touch. Yeah. And then he just figures he'll go by the defender, but you know Atinch's legs are like eight yards long each um so he could be he in the nba up, like, yeah he, he'd be like a point guard or something and like that not even not even Shooting a point guard dude he could be like a Small wing player forward. right like at six six dude yeah he could be yeah he could be grabbing boards he could be, <laughs> he could be man board, in the uh, paint yeah. <laughs> um but so yeah no i mean i think i i again i really want to yeah especially when he slides which that's what he did to to block the shot like he makes up so much ground so quickly. I, I remember when he made his debut, I think in Europe against Tottenham, and his guy was just sliding all around with his legs. So Laren was not prepared for that. Um, he thought he could, if he just cut in, he probably would have been fine. But instead, he took him to the end line and tried to slide across, and that was not the right decision. Yeah. Um, and again, credit to that lanky, lanky M Ever. Uh, but anyways, that would be about it for the half. I mean. There were some other sort of half chances, cross type thingies. Um, you know, anything you want to highlight there besides what I've already mentioned? I mean, those are the. Uh, I don't think there's anything else but like half chances. Other than that, I mean, I think Gustafa actually had the. You know, they had those two big chances. XG wise, they did win the first half. Um, yeah. Which. I mean, in large part, it's because of these, like, scrums they created yeah. free kicks and whatnot, right, in corners. And so, was, but nonetheless, also, I mean, um, it worked. Arson made a save on a free kick, if you forgot about that. 
hey, at the end of the day, you can't be too critical because it was effective. Um, but anyway, so that, yeah, that would be as a half. We're, we're leading sort of tenuously at this point. Uh, or we're not, rather. We're dry. We're, excuse me. Wow. Uh, I've had a bit of drink. No, I'm kidding. I, I did have a beer. It's documented on Twitter. <laughs> but it was a long time ago. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I... Uh, I forgot about that freaking equalizer. In fact, even in my notes, I didn't write that. Anyway, halftime, we're, we're level, we're nervous, uh, but there's other news at the half, everyone. You want, you want to report to our, our rivals. Things were looking really good for us at the half, and that, that actually scared me. Huh? Uh, yeah, Gala conceded right before halftime. The, the, you know, the striker from the previous season, Adem Buk, scored against them. Um, so and then Tenere also. Tenere yeah, Fenerbahce was losing quite early in the match. Um, yeah, Kaiseri. Fighting for survival there too, so yeah. shouts to, shouts to Kaiseri. And, and another spoiler, they would they would make it, despite whatever, we'll get there. Um, but so yeah, the second half, again, like, it would be a nervy start, I think we knew, like, this is what I was afraid of, like, you knew that one of, if not both, of Fenner and Gladstone were going to turn those results in the second half, right? It wasn't going to end. Things were never going to be that easy. Um, and so I was a little nervous that we went into the half with with things looking so good for us because you knew, like, I, I just, I thought it would make us too calm or too too sort of willing to sort of like see out the draw type of thing. And I, you don't, you really, again, like, you, as soon as one of the other sides took the lead, that wouldn't be an option. Although actually that's not true. If if we drew, we could afford a Fenair win. But I don't know. You know the way Galatasaray has been playing, you, you knew you couldn't just like hope for them to lose, much less even draw. I didn't watch the game, but Montes been like a back five, and then one of their midfielders was also a defender, and they had like twenty something percent possession in the first half. So like it wasn't like they were, you know, <laughs> trying to attack much. They were really just holding on. But they hey, can't like so the, the odds of them not conceding a single goal were um, pretty low. Doing God's work, everyone. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, <coughs> but, so, but despite the tenuous, edgy, nervy uh, start of the second half, maybe overly calm, right? Uh, the first real action, and you might correct me if I'm wrong, but for, in my opinion, was in the 66th minute where uh, Kyle Laren starts darting up the left side. And, and again, this is where he tends to shine uh, when he's along the wing somehow. Nobody saw that happening for him. Uh, but So he's darting up the wing, sends in a cross. He's looking for Gokan Toure, who seems to have sort of manned the position up front, which is, you know, was the other option for us, really, going into this match. Um, and instead, Atinch Nukan defends it. Um, fairly well in a sense, right? But on the other hand, not so well because it drops right back to Kyle Aaron. What happens next, Ezra? <laughs> let, me, let me hand you the mic. I'm hogging it. Yeah, so a little bit of luck when the ball comes back to Laren wasn't maybe the best decision or best execution of the pass. Um, but it comes right back to him and then I would say it's a little bit of a stupid challenge. Because um, it wasn't like he was about to score, but they just... I think it's off on some of those two or, or probably I'm not sure who, but just kicks him right in the back of the calf. Um, like while I'm like slide like it wasn't like sliding but like lunging. Um, leaving his feet, kicks him in the calf and Laren um, 
in very typical Laren fashion since I would say the, the first Gala game where he learned that if you want the free kick you need to just go down um, wow. he acted like he was like slaughtered I mean you know, he's like screaming on the floor and uh, I thought I didn't just gave the penalty but you know he was very clearly kicked in the cap and Laren has been effective at getting his, his calls in the second half of the season so no, I mean, and it was a it was a great run from him, and, and like heads up, and it's where he's actually quite effective is in those like you know 50-50 balls that can kind of bounce around, and like you know you need a little luck, but he's always sort of active and present, you know, so and, so he can take advantage of you know mis misplayed passes and stuff like that. So no, it was a a good run that resulted in, in him getting hacked down by Alpaslan Osturk, who, who you know. He who giveth taketh, or whatever the I'm not, I'm not too well versed in that. But anyway, so penalty kick, Rashid Gazal. Tell us about that finish, everyone. Classic, cool as you like. Who's, he's taken three penalties in like the last what four or five games, and all three have been exactly the same. And all three, <laughs> by the way, those are his first penalties of his career, supposedly. Right? Supposedly, uh, no, I'm not sure about um, in their run of That's what play. He took a penalty against us in the, in the shootout with Leon, if you remember, back in the Champions League. Uh, but I'm not sure how many he's taken in the run of play before this. Yeah, no, it was, it was constant, so I'll let him talk about it. He hasn't that. scored a lot of goals. Um, so it's, you know, with Monaco, he scored two. Leicester, he scored three. And Fiorentino, he scored one. So um, if he has scored penalties, it hasn't been for a while. So. Nice. And if, you're, like, if you look at that, you assume nobody's putting him at the penalty spot, considering he's not exactly like firing him in, right? So. Stands to reason he probably didn't score any penalties. Anyway, bang! He puts it in low to the corner. Uh, the keeper goes the wrong way. It's really an unfortunate penalty for, from from Gostepe's perspective because uh, it was just a clumsy tackle. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you definitely can't say it wasn't a penalty. Uh, brings the man down very clearly. Far from but, smart. Yeah, no, definitely not like the smartest play, but but you know it, it, it happens and, and it also comes down to Kyle Laren being kind of heads up in a way that catches the defender off guard. So sympathies, my dear. But see you later. Uh, we have the lead one to two on the road in Izmir. First substitution is Nejip Uysal coming in for Georges Kevin and Kudu. Who, who I mean, let's be honest. Um, not one of Nkudu's better games, probably. I mean, I'll no, let you do the stats was... later, but... No. Um, <laughs> but so, with Nedjib coming in, that means Gokan is on the wing now, I suppose, right? With Gezal and Laren still up front. Um, with Nedjib in the midfield, alongside Joseph and Atiba, who's still chugging away. Uh, the man. Um, in the 73rd minute, Idee would come in for Soner Aydodu. Uh, and another little chance for Besiktas, actually. Uh, Kyle Laren finds Gokan Tore, the little sort of fancy footwork slash um, plodding good luck, results in Gokan Tore finding Joseph with a header, and, and Joseph would force a pretty decent save from, from Gustepe's young keeper, actually. Um, so it could have been a nice, yeah. nice chance I think to put some he, icing I think on the he cake. probably should have scored that. I think he chose the wrong corner to try to head towards. Um, I think, you know, he tried to go across the keeper instead of continuing where the ball came from. But yeah, I know. And, and even still, he forced a diving save. But yeah, you know, you're right. You're probably right. 
Um, 83rd minute, uh, Berkan would leave the game. And he's the guy who created a bunch of chances for them. Hurekovic would enter for him. In the 83rd minute, Esiti, the guy we were talking about, would leave. And again, good thing I didn't know about the whole Pauk curse, potential curse. But uh, in, would for, for in, for, in for him would come Shimshek. B Shimshek, I thought it was Badish Shimshek. Uh, bacon. Bacon. Jim Schick. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, no real action. I'll let you, again, correct me if I'm wrong. In the 87th minute, Ridvan Yilmaz would come in for Nsakala. 91st minute, Dorkan for Gokan Tore. In the 5th minute of extra time, Ersin Destanolu would get a yellow for, for holding things up a little bit. Little bit. But, uh, I mean... No real chances, right? I mean, am I missing anything? Like, we didn't no, really get any giant scares. Um, I'm not sure if guests would take a shot, but I can say that they did not register any XG in the second half. Um, so, pretty sure that means they didn't take any shot, or if they had a shot, it was blocked. Yeah, no, I mean, we really closed up shop in the second half. I mean, and you actually felt eerily calm, I mean, especially after the second goal, of course, I think. I mean, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell a little anecdotal story, I guess, since we've reached the end of our uh, our match here. So anyway, point point being here, they blow the whistle in the 96th minute. Game over. Besiktas wins. Um, and not only that, but Galatasaray. I mean, they win three to one. But that's that's Telemann might be exactly. Uh, but not not enough. Um, and Fener also ends up winning. So I was right to say that you, you shouldn't rest on your laurels there, but we win and it didn't matter. Uh, but so what's funny is like before our second goal, Galatasaray scored not only one, but two goals, not only equalizing, but taking the lead against Yanni Malachiev. So for a good, maybe 20 minutes, I'd say, we were losing the title. Is that accurate, Eva? Yeah. Roughly, I mean, you, you might have not even, yeah, that's when you were reffing. Um, yeah, working so. Um, watching on replay, I wasn't too concerned about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so I was sweating bullets, and in fact, I was sweating, 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 sweating bullets, and then I like literally stepped on the balcony uh, to get some fresh air and like breathe. Um, I could still watch the game, of course, on my TV from the balcony, so I wasn't missing anything except for the sound a little. But um, I like sat down. And reach this zen state, you know, and like my cat jumped on my lap. This is, by the way, my new good luck cat. Um, replacing my older cat, who was bad luck. He came in and they scored. <laughs> but, but so my cat jumped on my lap and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? It's all right. Like, what a season this was. To even be in second place and like getting Champions League football next season is such a like blessing considering how little we had to spend. And of course, this was like a epic just epic collapse, right? But credit to Galatasaray, you know? Like, at the end of the day, it was also just an epic comeback on that part. And, like, even, I, I have to say, like, even now that we've won it, obviously, I still have to give massive respect to Galatasaray. Like, what a season they made of it. What an epic comeback. Like, they, they were dead. They were dead and done um, completely. And they really showed a lot of heart. And, like, you knew, like I said, even when they were down a goal, at the half today, you knew they were going to win this because they're too hot to to just sort of sit down. And frankly, I was concerned that when, when we were winning by a goal at the end that they could score more. So that, you know, 
I mean, Grant, they would have needed to score two more because uh, of the, the the third tiebreaker going our way too. But anyway, uh, just you know, massive credit to them. But so I'm sitting there in the Zen, like you know what, like they earned it, and it's all right. Like it's still a huge achievement for us. Like and then like like my cat is sitting in my lap and totally like, you know, we're di- we're just like digging the moment, I guess. <laughs> and then bam, Gazelle, you know, the penalty occurs. Gazelle scores, and. Uh, so it was all for nothing. I didn't. I didn't need to reach his end. <laughs> In the end. <laughs> so yeah, that's my little story. You didn't get any moments like that, everyone, because you were reffing, huh? Yeah. No, I. I uh, when I checked my phone, it was the 70, 74th minute. So I'd like to. I. I missed all that Zen um, period for you. I. I left. <laughs> I saw a halftime. I saw a It's probably better, man. You would have been given red cards like left and right, like you kids. Like, <laughs> I don't give. A, I don't care what your point is. You're getting out. You're no, out of here. Then I'll have to do paperwork. So I'm just, just kidding. Just for the jokes. Okay, but I mean, what? <laughs> what a game, everyone! I hand it to you, man. Stats. Let's let's talk about stats. Statisticos. Okay, so we'll start with my favorite. Expected goals. Oh, you won last game on expected goals. I'm not sure if you told everyone that, but we won this game on expected goals too. This one was a little closer. Uh, 2.1 for us, and we scored two. So on the money there, and then for guess to pay 1.4, um, they scored one. Um, just you know, fair yeah. result overall. <laughs> nice. Um, the generic stats we had about 60% possession. We had 14 shots to their nine shots, but same amount on target, three to three. Uh, they hit the post trend. twice. That's a serious trend of ours. Yeah, they hit the post twice. Um, uh, pass accuracy, 84% for us, 76% for them, nothing special. They actually won 73 duels to our 55, uh, which is quite a lot. Um, we That's only out. had as a... As a team, we had five successive dribbles out of 14 attempted. Um, they had 12 out of 19 attempted. Um, they also won more tackles and more headers and had more interceptions as a team, um, which is <laughs> interesting to think, you know. Um, but I think, you know, when they have guys like Esiti and Obina in the midfield, I think those guys are really eating up a lot of ground and winning the ball a lot. Um, I, I think I remember one time Esiti just like, just clobbered him, <laughs> um, and that was just kind of you know, the way they were going about their business. But up top, especially in the, in the second half, they were um, pretty useless. Um, that's what that's what we got our win. Um, do you want to do individual stats too, or? Oh heck yeah, let's go okay. all in. We got a lot of uh, standout. I mean, our, our standout performers, right? Rosier, Gazelle, and Wellington. Rosier's got it. Quite the stat: seven tackles made out of seven, which is the highest I think I've seen this season um, in terms of tackles in one game. Um, he also had seven recoveries, two interceptions, um, and one dribble and one clearance, and he won nine out of twelve duels. The goat himself. Um, Gezel had three chances created. Uh, very typical Gezel game. He lost. No, he only won six out of twenty-two duels, <laughs> um, which is not good. Um, but at but, least you know, he's active. At least he's getting in those duels. Right? Yeah, you know, three key passes and a goal. 
Bless his heart. <laughs> He's probably skinnier than me, which is pretty hard to do, but um, my boy can whip in across. So, shout out to him. And a PK, occasionally. Yeah, Joseph won 8 out of 12 duels, which is pretty good. Yeah, so alright, so yeah, so so like I said, Rosiek is on Wellington are in that like elite level there. And then you've got Joseph de Souza, Domingos Vida, and Insakala, which is interesting, are who are in this who are rated very highly, I guess. Yeah, in the in the fat mob. Um Insakala definitely had a rebound game. I think he only made one or two um key mistakes early on. Um, but then he uh, settled down, um, didn't keep the offside line back in. Always dandy. Yeah. And the yeah. only player I who did, was... by the way, I, 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 though, you know, I hesitated to do it. I didn't like ha having to do it. I did call him out for for the Kratikaragumaruk collapse. Yeah, maybe I'll re follow him on Instagram. I feel kind of bad. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, wow. I was pissed. <laughs> um, now he's but yeah, champion. I guess. Yeah, Kantera and Okuru. Um, Tera was a little bit sloppy on the ball. I think that's why you'll see his rating pretty low. But he created five chances, which was the highest. Um, I think he was decent. You know, I, I don't think he was still like 100% fit. I think he was probably like 85% fit, but definitely way more fit than last time we saw him. And he had, had that key pass to Laren, which I think was important. Maybe we didn't get a goal, but then he also had that cross to Joseph, which I think were the two, you know, Standout um, chances. Standout passes. Um, was that, that boy we did not show up. Zero key passes. Yeah, yeah. Of, so one. and before we get there, so so the guys who are rated like good to sort of no, I mean just good. Let's say are like Atiba, Kyle Lair, and, and Erson, who did really make a few saves. As I sort of looked at the highlights, which was okay, not bad, kid. Um, even though he almost had one, let's just mention the one almost mistake he made, huh? That was in the second half, right? Yeah, he, like, where he sort of the, Yeah, he like bobbled the cross. Um, I don't think but, anyone was close enough to him to really... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, luckily it didn't really result in anything, so it's fine. Uh, but so then, yeah, the guys who did not rate well are Gokan Ture, George Kevin and Kudu, most of all. And then, like, the subs, obviously. Yeah, Terz didn't rate well because he was dispossessed five times. So his, like, duels uh, ratio is horrendous. Um, but it's kind of counteracted by him having those five key passes. Okay. I mean, yeah, like, ratings only go so far, right? He passes the eye... He's really passed the eye test these last yeah, few the, weeks. The FOP mob, like, overall ratings are... Like, you know, they're not gospel. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's generally just a quick eye test. Um, but, like... Well, it's probably some, it's like, algorithm, more right? just the... Yeah, it's an algorithm that they, you know... But I think it's more important just to look at the... The actual data they use to base the ratings off of. Um, that's but why anyway. I don't really bring up star ratings. But you had a 10 over. But, so, I mean... Who's your man of the match? One last time, huh? We're not going to have any matches to talk about for a while. Tough one. We're not gonna call low lights because I don't even want to. Like it was. I mean, I, I, mean, I have probably a kudu. It's probably yeah. a kudu, but <laughs> especially because he lost the ball like in bad positions twice in the first half, but nothing happened, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so, who's your man of the match? Who are you giving it to? 
from, you know, from, from start to finish. I'm trying to think. But Gezal was... I think, you know, he's the, the main candidate. Yeah, so he's, you know, in his corner. And he scored the penalty. So I, I feel like it's, it's going to go to him. But I feel like there's, you know, three or, three or four other guys who can really uh, throw their hat in the ring. got to be one of Gazelle, Rosier, Vida, or Weddington, I think. Right? Is that fair? Yeah. I think if Joseph scored, he could have been man of the match. I think it was, uh, it was, yeah. He was on the verge of being very, very good. Um, I think he still was quite good. So, but I think I mean, he's a little bit... I'll, I'll put him a, a level below man of the match. And, uh, like, look, yeah. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who, who would not agree that Rashid Ghazal is the player of the season uh, while we're here. But I think that, like, that's in part because Joseph plays such a kind of inglorious position. Um, and, like, he fell off a bit towards the end of the season, you know, except for, of course, today, where he was solid. But, um, you know, I just, I, I feel like... If Joseph was performing that well as a striker, he'd probably have 20, 20 goals. You know what I mean? Like, like if you could if you could translate the performance yeah. of a midfielder to that of a striker or something. Um, he, he really had just like that such a good season, uh, and he just he was like he was on top of even when he was like not performing particularly well. He's still such a leader, you know. And he, he provided such a uh, sort of veteran presence for us in the middle of the of the pitch every time. Like I. You can't say enough about that guy, man. What a, what a season yeah. for him. Absolutely. I mean, I think the goal scoring wise and the assist wise in the first half of the season, he was pretty big. Though, you know, those first two derby wins, he came up with the goal. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, he, if you remember last year when I was moaning about El Nenny, um, you know, to have a midfielder who actively, you know, can play as a third center back, can be a ball winner, can be a destroyer, as an aerial threat, but can also still, you know, be useful going forward is, is massive. And he's all that and, and sometimes more so. Although, you know, he takes dumb chips. shots sometimes, but, you know. We'll all that in a bag of chips, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> we'll let it fly when he takes dumb shots just because, you know, everything else he does. Um... Yeah, I don't want to talk too much. We're going to have a lot of episodes to talk about the season and review things. I think we're going to have to have a, a proper season review. Um, no spoilers, but I'm going to hopefully have like a few guests on this upcoming episode where we're going to ruminate on the season and, and this last match and like the end of the season specifically, I think, with a bunch of guys. Uh, maybe it'll... <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna, it'll probably be a conversation that spans two episodes, I'll break it in half or something like that. Um, just because there's a lot of people who are going to want to have a lot to say, I suspect. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, or just one person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I won't drag on too much as far as like reviewing the entire season. I think we've pretty much covered this match. It was, it was enough. Really, right? Uh, we we sort of. I think this is the definition of limping to the finish line. I was gonna say, like, someone's yeah. gotta have one of those sort of like cheesy cartoons of the three 
people finish, finishing the cross, like the, the finish line, like limping, broken legs, right? Like the eagle, the canary, the lion with the, with the eagle kind of getting there first at the end, you know, crawling across. Because it was, it was, a, it was a real battle till the very last day, till the last minute, till the last second, really. Um, if Kaiser scores a goal, which, we, we, this is Turkey, man. Sorry, Kaiser, it's the red and yellow. <laughs> Um, if if Gostepe scores a goal and, and it's it's the Super League man right like we know it could happen at any moment uh, and if they do that's it Galatasaray is the champion you know and, and it could have been in the last second so it didn't happen we won um, any any parting shots Evran we're going for the double on Tuesday don't forget that's right we'll be back soon with, oh yeah I said we're gonna we'll, we'll have some more football to talk about one more match. And probably the preseason, like, soon, right? I don't know. Yeah, the Euros starts in June. June 11th, Turkey kicks off. So I don't know when the actual tournament kicks off around there. Um, nice. So, uh, you know, a good amount of our players should have a vacation. Um, I know there's the South American Championships this summer, but I don't know if we have anyone playing that. Um, and I'm not sure if African, AFCON is playing. Um, so, hopefully some of our players get good rest. And then, you know, obviously this is technically Rosier and Gezal's last game um, on, as lone players against Antalya. So we'll see. see knock on wood. Knock on wood. Let's hope that let's hope that's not true. Um, but, yeah, technically it is, like, definitely, as far as these contracts go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the goal's got to be to just keep as much of this side together as possible, right? And just build along the lines, fill out the team as far as depth. Certainly in the first obviously. 11, I don't think, <laughs> not in the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, depth, guys... we, need, we, need a, we need a lot of depth for sure. But that's, you know, theoretically cheaper to at least, if not easier, to find. Um, and we'll probably have to replace some guys who we, we might be able to make some money off of. But again, we'll talk about all this stuff going forward. I don't, you know, we're going to be starved for material. So let's not yeah. cut into that yeah. while we're, we're have, Like back when it was COVID and we talked about babies for 40 minutes. <laughs> we were like almost at a point where I was like, uh, like, which Besiktas players are you, do you compare to which Marvel Canon, <laughs> like, I, I, like we were getting into the to the depths there. We had to figure out sort of weird thematic things. So, uh, but yeah, no, we're, uh, we're we're doing good now. Um, we got a lot of great football, fantastic season. I mean, just I'll say this now, and I'll probably have to say it a lot in the next few episodes. But this was probably my favorite season of all time. I, I mean, and I've lived to see a few championships, but just the way it yeah, happened. That's it. The scope of how we did it, the fact that we did it while cutting costs, while our rivals, did, you know, went for it, you know, and just like... I'd say probably 16, 17 beats it for me, but... That's because you love your little cute boy. <laughs> of course, but you know, we were, we, were in, we were in the Champions League, the Europa League, and won the league also, so, you know, I feel like the lack of Europe this year, uh, you know, next year that should be different, so, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, next year should be a lot of fun. But I, I, even despite that, you know, because, like, we, we were such a modest... We're such a modest squad. Like, we, I, we literally were coming into this season sort of talking, like, let's hope we can get into Europe. You know what I mean? Like, we were really concerned with the direction. You know, things got off to a rocky start. Um, 
You know, like we were in downsizing. Remember, we were, we were talking full rebuild. We were talking about just like getting in all youngsters, if, you know, selling Vita and Liai, like, sell, sell the whole ship. Um, you know, so like we've come a long way. Like, and it, it, it was a special year in that regard too, especially when you consider our rivals. Uh, you know, they're gonna have to be setting up a yard sale pretty soon <laughs> to get rid of a lot of contracts or they're not going to be able to make any transfers uh, and it's not even going to be up to the TFF like you know at this point the big boys are going to be looking at their finances because they're not getting champions like money uh, but so yeah um, just a fantastic season and just all the fun storylines Gazal, the family man Kyle Laren who else would get us the final penalty and win the season, win us the title. But the family man with the insurance plan himself, who's wait, who called that? Who else? Literally nobody. Except for us, uh, the family man. Um, yeah, Evron. Good job, sir. Good, good season. <laughs> good season. Any, I, 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 I already asked you for final it. comments, but like, any yeah. more final comments? This is really it. I'm, I'm relieved. I'll say that I'm relieved. They put us all through way too much stress. For sure being did. honest. Um, sure did. I mean, yeah. with all the injuries, though, you can't. I mean, again, credit to our rivals. Um, it was just a great. I mean, at the end of the day, this is maybe the perfect way for it to happen because we won in the end, right? And so we can all. It's like the, the season that none of us will forget. Us nor our rivals, except we get to remember it for the right reason. Uh, but anyway, I'll wrap it up. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast, one word. Everyone, you still uh, hiding? You know, the hermit? Yeah, still the, the, hermit. the social hermit, media hermit. Good for you. Um, don't follow him online, but <clears throat> someday, perhaps, <laughs> when he's a hey, famous, when he's a famous baller. Um, Anyway, it was a lovely season, folks. Uh, of course, we'll be back to, to wrap things up with the, uh, the upcoming cup match. And, of course, I'm going to have a bunch of review episodes talking about the season itself. So, you know, stay tuned for all that. Uh, we'll be back with plenty to talk about in the coming days. And, uh, as always, let's go Besiktas! Two matches, two cups. Let's do this. Let's do the double. Come on. Let's do this. And the next one, too! Uh, Alright, everyone. Good idea. So what? What do you mean? I'll be Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.